Good evening, listeners. It's Wednesday, and that means that you're listening to Spoiler Alert. Today, we continue our look at the world of transportation. Last week, it was planes. This week, it's trains. What? So let's all get off this platform and call all aboard as we get this locomotive moving on the hour. <laughs> uh, and that's all I got for train wordplay. Like, that's it. <laughs> I don't know much train verbiage. I, know, I don't know. Should they be doing a safety thing that becomes synonymous with no, the, that method of travel? They though? don't do any. They don't even. They barely look at you. I mean, they do. I wrote. A, I wrote a train, and we'll just, I felt like we were all just. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Sean. <laughs> okay, we'll, get, okay. we'll get into it. Anyway, I mean, there's puns, but like, there's not really a lot that I have to dive into here as far as trains go. So you know. Anyway, I'm joined by engineer Sonia and switchman Sean. Hi guys. I had to look that up. Because I didn't know what a second thing was for a train. How do you know I'm a switchman? (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. Guys, do you know anything about trains? About them? Like, I just, I feel like I know so much less than when I started this week, just about trains in general. And I'm not. I didn't do a deep dive on well, trainage. These films didn't help us at all. No, most of the, they did not explain anything about the, the world of train travel. No, then did and maybe that's a part of what's going on. And it's kind of gone. It's gone out of style. Obviously, I think that's very much a thing that's happened. As I was saying earlier, before I was rudely interrupted. Uh, just kidding. But I did take a very epic train ride with my friend Annalise, friend of the mm-hmm. show. And we went from Minot to Seattle, mm-hmm. and they could not have cared less about us. Mm-hmm. We were just like in like cattle in there. We were just like in our chair, and we were like, this is so fun for the first like couple hours. And then 24 hours in, we were like, this isn't mind-numbing. What are we doing? Uh, my first question is, what is your past experience with trains? Have you ever been on one? So, Sean, to unpack this experience a bit yes. more. How long? How long? How long of a ride are we talking? Um, it was like plus thirty or plus twenty four hours, at mm-hmm. least. Like I'd say about thirty. Mm-hmm. And it was it was like not too bad. We went through Montana. It was very beautiful. Um, we basically just bought a bunch of wine from the concession cart and drank ourselves into an uncomfortable sitting up sleep because <laughs> that's how you just you just sleep in your chair. This is on the Amtrak. Um. No. What, what? It was, um, I don't know what line it was. Oh, okay. It was in the States. Yeah. Maybe it was Amtrak. Probably, yeah. But, um, and also the way down, like the road trip down to Minot was also like bizarre mm-hmm. because we got held up at customs for of like, course, yeah. you know, 12 hours or something. For 12 hours? No, it was not that, but at okay. least like six. Really? Yeah. Because my friend worked at a grocery store at the time, and so when she opened her purse, it was full of box cutters, and it was a very <laughs> weird thing to explain. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so we got um, – and it was literally like two friends were driving me and another friend down so we could go to a music festival. It was mm-hmm. a very just like loosey-goosey trip, so mm-hmm. they they didn't understand why we were there. This is also interesting because I went on a train – uh, and I think I just went the opposite direction because I went to Milwaukee um, for a, uh, a a print conference in school with a bunch of people. So we all piled into a vehicle, drove that vehicle to Minot, and then I think it was like yeah. – I don't think it was 24 hours. I was very concerned about food. Like I was like 
really, really worried like, about what are we going to be eating yeah, on this like, train and car. how the whole that whole refrigeration deal was going to shake down. And um, I would sum up the experience as like driving, but not like driving, but no one's in charge. Yes, right. Like you're just like free to move about this thing, and then you the chairs are I would like they're better than a. Um, an airline or anything. Yeah. But um, it is... Did you have, like... It was it was the Wild West on my train. Like, mm-hmm. There was p- yes, people... this is correct. Like, wild people walking, talking, sitting with you. The um, the conductor... I don't even think that... It was basically the steward. He just, like, wanted to smoke all the time and, like, <laughs> um, and, like gossip with us about people on the train. Mm-hmm. And oh I f- did not feel taken care of... <laughs> It felt like it was just like, this thing's just running, and we're just on it. I was also very alarmed by this whole ticket situation, because I thought that it had been advanced. Like, we were in the future, and it's not just a person coming around sometimes to check that you have a ticket, but it was, in fact, just that. Yeah. Like, there was no... There was there was no... Sanj, have you been on a train? I have, yeah. Okay. Um, All three of us have been... This is wild to me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there was a time when... Probably trains most ruled, people ruled the roost. Been on trains. <laughs> and that's when you were alive. Yeah, I'm a right. very ancient woman. Where did you Where did you go? Well, Talk I about- have done a fair bit of train travel in Europe. Oh, not really oh, annoying about it. There we go. Um, but I actually <laughs> did a solo trip right be- right around my 18th birthday, where I mostly traveled by train. Um, so I went from like London to Paris, mm-hmm. and then. Um, all along the southern coast of France and then to Spain and Italy. Um, So it was very beautiful. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I love about trains, I just, I feel like there's, I feel like you see a bit more um, a lot of the times than you do driving just because of like where train tracks are and you're not like on a highway. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that's true everywhere, but like a lot of the places I've been, like I had very beautiful views. from the train and i just i don't know there's something about it you guys there's something that i find very whimsical it is it's very whimsical i I, well i really like the again driving without doing anything idea i like it because i like to not do things and i like to just be able to you know sit around and not have to pay attention or care about jesus take the wheel (laughs) <laughs> was that the name of the conductor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus Johnson, our conductor. Nice um, guy. I I really did feel uncomfortable with the lack of organization, I guess. Interesting. And maybe it was different in Europe. I'd be interesting to fi- find out. Because it was just like this train's leaving in five minutes. You, If you're supposed to go somewhere, you should be on it. And that's it. Like, no one was checking anything until, like, I don't even know what you do if someone didn't have a ticket. No, but, like, but, like, what, in my experience, like, I got on a train and then five hours later, somebody asked if I had a ticket. So, do you just let me off at the next stop and I have to deal with it? Like, is that, oh, it's it's another four hours. So, or do they just throw Jeremy off the train? Maybe. (laughs) I think in some places they have fines. Mm-hmm. Um, for riding without a ticket, but I suspect that probably your option would be you buy a ticket or you get off. Right, but I mean, I could still pretty much be where I was going anyway. <laughs> yeah, it depends. Like, oh, you got us this time, big guy, but or, uh, or just like, oh, I see him coming around. I'm just going to hit the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. honestly, it's is a very bizarre. 
bizarre thing. I think um, I think the nicest trains that I ever was on were in Scandinavia. Not to oh. be too like stereotypical, but like just so clean. Yeah. Free Wi Fi. Very pleasant, have you, chill. Places. Have you been on an American train? I have. I, only from New Jersey to New York. Could you talk about the the contrast of those experiences? Yeah, I mean, it was an Amtrak train. Um and well, I mean when I was on it it wasn't too it wasn't too wild. I didn't mm-hmm. go at like peak travel times or anything. But it um a a less a less tidy and whimsical affair, mm-hmm. I would say. Less Just whimsy, for people sure. People doing their commute and, you know, being near each other. Hmm. I, one thing I just love, it's like a very New York thing, I think, is the complete disregard of what's going on around you. Like, just the, <laughs> anything could happen on this train and it would not phase me. Mm. That was my experience on Amtrak. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. That's, there's 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 a, a fair helping of that. And also, like... Like a dad just trying to entertain two young children. Oh yeah, the best he can. Like, oh, look out the window! It's this nature. It's cool, and they're just totally done with this whole experience. Yeah. But you know, that's what it is. Get an iPad, Dad. Maybe. <laughs> Come on, get with the Maybe. times, guys. When you think of train travel, what what comes to mind? Is it you? Is it glamorous? I don't. I don't think it's glamorous anymore. Oh, to me, it's glamour. Well, that's what it would be in my brain. <clears throat> in practice, it was not. Um, as I just said earlier, but even like, um, I just <laughs> took a train in Saudi and it was very fun and beautiful, Cute. but it was just like a fold up chair in a, in an open, like livestock trailer, basically. <laughs> and then a, and a couple of cold coors out of a backpack. How, um, where would, well, talk about this? What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> That's like what you just, uh, my family and I went, uh, there's a little, like, Restored train in Saudi Saskatchewan. Oh, this is the one where it, like it goes for a while and then backs up. It goes for a while and then it just reversal. Yes. Okay. You look at this. an elevator and it reverses. Or I, honest, to be fair, I don't really know how this works. I think <laughs> the <laughs> does the thing spin around. I think the front one goes off. <laughs> the front one takes off and then goes to the back and then the train just goes back the other way. Oh, well, you know what? I, I don't know much about what happened. You need some I didn't see happen, exactly though. what happened while I was there, but all of a sudden it was going back the other way. Oh, I thought I think it just backs up. Like no. straight up in reverse, I thought. Well, I don't think so. Oh, I, I have in-laws that, that did this. We can we can unpack this for next week. We have to. I I really want to go and do the historical train tours in Ogama. Have you guys heard of this? This is the one I'm talking about. I well, is that different? I thought it was in Ogama, not Saudi. Are they the same? You guys I'm know trying so much to... more about this than I do. I am <laughs> just blown away right now. I know that I've said Saudi several times, but I meant Ogama the entire time. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to I do that, and then I'll tell you what, okay. what happened with going back. Yeah, and that was the one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I feel really crazy this episode. <laughs> anyone, anyone international who's listening to this as a podcast is like, what is happening? <laughs> what okay. is an Ogama? I'm sitting here just as confused <laughs> as, the, as the rest of our listeners. You guys know so much more about training. And then you get off the train, and there's two like very fab restaurants you can oh. you can eat at. Hmm. There's like a Texas barbecue place, and then there's like a great Italian like pizza place. I mean, like I'm sold on like yeah, I'm, yeah. Maybe we should do an episode on the train live, <gasps> live, live on the train. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you, but back to my, you think that's 
like it's a glamorous situation. <laughs> uh, okay, in my brain, it is glamorous. Uh-huh. In practice, when I was at that fold-out chair with my Coors, no, it was not that glamorous. <laughs> there was not a lot of safety protocol, uh, but it was fun. I could, I could almost just ditch this episode for a moment-to-moment yeah. recap of this train ride, but I don't think that's a wise decision. Sonia, what do you think when you think of train travel? Like, is it? still European and fancy in your mind? Mm. Well, first of all, Jer, I, I kind of disagree with you that it would be a bad idea to do a play-by-play of Sean's journey, but um, we'll leave that for now. Yeah. I, I, it, it's interesting because I do. I do kind of see trains as this like romantic, you know, whimsical, more mm-hmm. elevated type of travel. And I have had that experience somewhat. I think it's overemphasized in my mind, and I think part of that mm-hmm. is the lack of the lack of trains in Canada. Yes. There are places you can go on the train and I would really love to do like um what is it, Canada Rail? Yeah, like Via the Rail? Yes, Via Rail is the company. Has has like all these really cool journeys you can do. Mm-hmm. And I would love to do that. And like I would love to sleep in a sleeper car. I never have Oh, done a that. sleeper car sounds great. And that mm-hmm. seems so cool I to me. I get rocked right to sleep. Right. I know I would. Put your little jammies on and climb yeah. into your little bunk. Um so yeah, that's kind of what I think of, but I don't think that's always true. Um, I've I've never felt more like a cow than I did when I was on a train, and the only thing never. that I could think of when I looked out the window and saw either like a highway or numerous other trains was that like oh I'm just like a piece of thing they're transporting here and uh that's really like in your like in your salt lick you know like I almost would rather like be knocked out at the start of the experience packed in a crate and then awoken at my destination God. <laughs> it's like that movie Passengers. You're going to end up stuck on a spaceship with Chris Pratt, and it's not going to be I mean, right it could be worse. And then he'll make an Instagram post about it. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Um, my, my last question before we really get into things here is what happened to the trains, you guys? Do you know what happened? I Googled it. The fuel industry? The, the oil industry, I assume? What happened, Jeremy? And planes? Keeping us in- it, was, it was cars and planes, yeah. Like like oh, cars and planes. Cars and planes. Does that, can I transfer those to points to the game? No, but yeah. I, yeah. Is that an oil industry thing though? Well, I mean, partly. Well, yeah, but like they, I don't know. Well, okay, there's a second thing. We there's another show, <laughs> but that's fine. Anyway, all right, you guys. Trains were apparently really important to a bunch of people a while ago, mm-hmm. and uh, one day it just stopped. But you guys. I would be taking my road trips by train. Absolutely. If possible. If, oh, yeah. We should have we should have affordable light speed light no. light speed. <laughs> light. Oh my god. Let's affordable get the light, light speed rail trains. in Canada. We should. Maybe. I would love that. We should. I, I just I can't even picture it to be honest. We have the longest uninterrupted uh railroad in Canada right here in our own backyard, Jeremy. <laughs> Countless people were exploited to make it. Oh, yeah. Let's we should use it. Or at least build a museum. <laughs> it probably is one. The museum should be a train, though, right? That moves around. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, th- yeah that's yeah, definitely yeah. what it should be. Anyway, you guys, this show's about movies. <laughs> is it? <laughs> welcome to Train Talk. About three people that have, don't know anything well, about trains. Welcome to Train Alert. Um, okay, but possibly the most popular person on TikTok right now, Francis. I, you know, I don't get this thing. Is a man obsessed with trains. Right, but it's not about the trains. 
No. It's, it's about, about his pure joy. Yes. For those who don't know, Francis is a man who may or may not be normal. I can't tell. Okay. Well, normal. <laughs> I believe he's on the spectrum. Ruh-ruh. Is he? I have no idea. I believe I he just is, meant but... he really liked trains. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that was all I was referring to. Anyway. Uh, that might explain a few of his reactions because he just gets well, so excited. I think it's his special interest. Okay. I didn't know that at mm-hmm. all. I thought he was just a dude mm-hmm. who was into trains. Which would be valid. Right. Absolutely. But um, I, I don't know that. I've only seen good. the one and it was, I thought the reaction was because the name of the train is extremely hilarious. Most of them are pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, a lot of them are funny. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well then, the one, <laughs> I, I should not mention this one on, on, the, air, on the radio. but. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. We... <laughs> Anyway. We've really derailed ourselves. <laughs> oh but he wears um, a GoPro on his head, and so the angle and it is extremely an hilarious. Yes. <laughs> and then he gets very excited. And to be honest, a lot of the comments are quite infantilizing, and I would argue ableist. But that's oh, not really? the subject of this show. <laughs> this is, I'm just so, I, I'm learning so much today. Oh my gosh. Okay. You guys, why? <laughs> why are the, <laughs> we need to get into these movies. <laughs> <laughs> why are there so many movies about trains? Are there? There's quite a few, I feel. And well, as I've found, uh, the few that I watched that I thought were about trains aren't really about trains. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that if it's about a train, it's not. And if it's an action movie in a particular year, there's one scene that has a train mm. that's really incredible. Uh, like Back to the Future 3. Or Mission Impossible, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the same. <laughs> well, but they... Mission Impossible. <laughs> you just said the words Mission Impossible and it put Sean to sleep. Instantly yawned. Sorry. <laughs> you got him. What what powers do I hold? Anyway, <laughs> you guys, um, why are there movies about trains? Like what like what is the they they do exist. So so what is it about the train that makes it appealing or perhaps not appealing? All the train to- movies are that I feel like all the famous train movies are like, this thing happened, but it couldn't have happened because someone would have had to get on the train. So it's mm-hmm. like the person is on the train. Like that sort of mm-hmm. like... Like it creates this ecosystem. It's like, a, it's like an Agatha Christie like thing right off the bat. It's mm-hmm. like, these are the only people here and we're working with what we got. Mm-hmm. Similar to planes then. Similar yes. to planes. This is true. But a little more, not as... Not as fast. <laughs> Less fast, not in the air. You can slow. climb on top of a train, like which a tr- makes for a great scene. Mm-hmm. People are always on top of the trains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's because that's... People every- are always unhooking the trains from each other. Yeah, but every cowboy has showed us that the proper way of getting on a moving train is to hop on from horseback to the top and then climb down the middle. Right. And then right. For safety. And then help your horse, like, then bring your horse up. Just your, Does with that your hands. Happen? No, I've, I've never horse, seen that happen. The horse just runs away, unfortunately. <laughs> but I feel like you should keep your friend with Aww. you. <laughs> he brought you there. You should keep your friend. <laughs> keep your friend with you. I love it, guys. What movies did you watch this week? <laughs> it's, I, uh, welcome I think... to spoiler alert. Twenty minutes about trains, and then we'll talk about some movies. Um. I I rewatched a movie this week that I have seen before, but not for a long time, which is 2007's Darjeeling Limited mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. by Wes Anderson. <laughs> That's not what you say. You don't say bye. bye. So <laughs> he wrote it. I mean, he wrote and directed it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stars Adrian Brody, uh, Owen Wilson, and 
Jason Schwartzman, as three brothers who are on who get onto this very cool fancy train in mm-hmm. India called the Darjeeling Limited um, to go and find their mother, Angelica Houston, who they have not seen for over a year since the death of their father. Um, she didn't show up to the funeral, and she has sort of like run away to a convent kind of in Uh India Mm -hmm. but like a Christian one and so they're like going to find her and I really like it actually Um, it I feel like Wes Anderson and I will talk about him more later during what you're watching I feel like he I, I love his movies that explore the dynamics between people especially families like this has some similarities to Royal Tenenbaums in terms of the comedic and dramatic potential of a dysfunctional family Mm -hmm. and sort of like the exploration of that because owen wilson is kind of like the really overbearing oldest who like is just trying to control everything and he's very particular and eccentric like they all anyway the characters are great i couldn't decide i couldn't decide how i felt about the depiction of india in the movie because obviously it's an outsider's perspective Mm -hmm. wes anderson is a westerner yeah it feels better than it could be in a lot of ways. Like, I didn't feel like there was a lot of broad stereotyping. I feel like, you know, anyway. So I couldn't decide on that. But it's possible mm-hmm. that there's a kind of a colonial perspective there. And it does have the classic Orientalist thing of, like, that yellowish filter that's supposed to sort of give the sense that it's, like, an exotic place in the world. But mm-hmm. there's all kinds of complicated stuff about that. Anyway, it's a really good movie. <laughs> have you guys seen it? <laughs> um I did, and I watched it this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still... Buried the lead. <laughs> What's that? You really buried the lead. Oh, but I guess I just didn't stop talking. No, that's fine. But um, I think it's really incredible the way they explore the train. Mm-hmm. And in the Wes anderson air quotes up by the microphone here, uh, way. And I think it's so cool the way that like you really understand the space as mm-hmm. people move through it and they again the sort of Wes Anderson-ness of it because it really lends well to it when I saw this movie I was in high school and I watched it with six friends who all hated it yeah. and would not stop talking the entire time and then I had to uh, get it later to actually watch it but um, oh my god that theater what a nightmare oh it was it was a basement you but that's okay, s- oh, okay. <laughs> And it smelled. I was bad. like, "Let me I'm kick, just, you, let me kick you." It, it smelled right okay. out. But um, it is just this really interesting way that he like built his own world that we get to see all of. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's really great. Yeah, it's really great. Well, yeah, because he loves that like you know a set cut in half situation, <laughs> and a train really does lend itself to that. Yeah. And, like, there are lots of great shots of, like, through the windows. And so you're kind of seeing, like, partial things. Yeah. And, yeah, ju- and just, like, the aesthetic. Yeah, of course. Because there are a lot of aesthetic potential. There's a lot of p- aesthetic potential in a train. Mm-hmm. Like, that whimsy. Very cutesy potential. Yeah, <laughs> very twee. Have you seen the show? I saw it um, in theater when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, t- I don't remember a ton about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes Anderson, to me... I've kind of soured. I don't know. Really? That's I, fair. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I fall on him anymore. What happened? I don't know. He just is... 
get his two his two tweeners. I don't know. Mm. I'm not sure. He overdid himself. Let me be thinking. Yeah, I think he so. might have overdone it himself. Okay. Well, let's get a let's get another show going. Right, the fourth one on the list that we've generated. Have we done a Wes Anderson? I think we did. Didn't I think we? we did. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we have. We could. We talked about. Some, we'll go back through the archives. Specific. Of course, yeah, listeners. If you have any idea, please let us know. We could do like a. <laughs> We could do a, like a director series. Yeah. Mm. Sean? Anyway, that's for off the air. <laughs> um, watch? I watched Silver Streak from 1976. Oh, yes. Um, have you guys ever seen this? No. I, yes, I watched it this week, too. Did you? It is yeah. um, the first pairing of Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor as oh. a duo, which they did like four more times. Because mm-hmm. they are pretty dynamite. Um, and it's about Gene Wilder gets on a train called the Silver Streak um, that is going to his... Uh, sister's wedding and while on the train he like meets a sort of jovial like drunken car salesman or something and uh, sort of starts meeting the people on the train meets a beautiful woman they hit it off they have relations and then all of a sudden (laughs) he sees a man shot in the head thrown from the train and it's very jarring and then he's like and but he thought he was maybe too drunk but then he realizes he saw sees a photo of the woman's boss on the back of a, a book, and he's like, "That's the man I saw thrown from the train." And she's like, "Impossible! He's he's here. He's still alive." And then he, um, something happens. He discovers that so he goes to the room to discover to see if the man is alive, and then a man is there and just throws him off the train. And so then he believes his new friend is in danger and tries to get it back on the train this happens like four more times he gets mm-hmm. back on the train someone boots him off again it's kind of it's pretty ridiculous but and one of the times he's booted off he meets richard Pryor, who uh they escape from a police station there's so many shenanigans mm-hmm. going on in this he like is in a plane with a farmer he's in a police station escaping Richard Pryor puts him in um, a shoe polish blackface so they can yes. get by the police. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. There, he, he's, uh, no one's okay with it when it happens. Oh, good. And then... Yeah, everyone is... There's <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people are very judgmental of him. Yes. Um, there's a lot of moving parts in this film. It's a lot to take in. but uh, And then it ends with a runaway train. Wait, what? Even else? Oh, yeah, there's... A bunch of mistaken identity. It's everything you can think of that should go in like a madcap film. They just jam in there. And there's a runaway train and then it hits a train station and causes a very expensive uh, train collapse. (laughs) Train Train explosion, basically. Anyway, what do you think, Jeremy? Uh, I don't know if I... Suggest watching it? I I think it's pretty great. It is crazy. From moment to moment, you know, what happens is just, and you're sort of just along for this wild, wild ride, and you're constantly wondering if, you know, oh, like, this is the this is the setup for the rest of the thing, and then they change it again, and then the status quo changes, and it's just constant. And Yeah, I keep thinking that this is going to be how it's going to go, and then they're like, no, we won't talk to this uh, eccentric farmer lady that drives a plane ever again. <laughs> yeah, nope, she's, she's just here she's for done. ten seconds, That's it. basically. Yeah, it's just, and uh, I really wonder how they wrote it. Like it's just this stream of consciousness that's just crazy. And I am certain. So the 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 henchman is the guy who plays Jaws from 
James, James Bond. Bond. And I I think it's just the same character. Like I don't think yeah. they I don't he think they adjusted. He speak. Yeah. So I think they just were like, Yeah, and then this plane thing happens and then Jaws comes in and then they just had enough money to like make it work. And then Gene Wilder shoots him with a harpoon. <laughs> Like, it's just so crazy. But uh, I think it's really fun. And I remember thinking it was like, I watched it on TBS for the first time. I can't remember when, 2000, we'll say. But uh, I just remember thinking, you know, oh, it's good to see Gene Wilder in a serious role. You know, like, like let's let's see the, whoa, that's not what this is at all. <laughs> yeah, it did really start with him being like, I'm a businessman. Yeah. And I'm caught into something nefarious. And then it was like, wow. <laughs> Every crazy idea they had on post-it notes. Let's just shoot them all. And then we'll put it together later. And then they literally did. And that was and that was the movie. That is. but That sounds like a great way to make a movie. <laughs> like everyone writes on, a, <laughs> writes on a piece of page an idea and then just passes it around. Yeah, fun. Like a one-word story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I was quite taken back this week when i watched the movie because do you recall that the ride is three days from is it la to chicago yeah it's la to chicago yeah. and i feel like that's a really long time it's a big country. they're going too slow maybe but i thought the whole point of the train was that you got to go while you were sleeping right like it's the whole so would it take that long to get across and also so there seemed to be like a gas pedal in the train, which maybe there is, but it's like, why wouldn't you, like, wouldn't the train be going fast? Like, I, to me, I'm like, does the train not go very fast? When, <laughs> like, wouldn't they be pedal to the metal when they're just out on the open prairie? I would think so. But you know what, you guys, it's almost time <laughs> we for We don't us know to anything about trains. We need to take a break. But if someone can call in and give us some train advice, that would be really helpful. Uh, you're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. You're back listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Today, we are very confused by trains and might need a little help. But uh, before we resume our conversation, does anyone know what time it is? It's dark out. I, I was <laughs> all aboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's game time, people. Oh! Chugga, 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 yeah. chugga. Blam, blam. <laughs> 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 when did you come up with that? Just now. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. She thinks okay. I'm a fly. Uh, for those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally one half second this week selecting a title related to our topic that these two have not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, and I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. Are you guys ready to play the game? Yes. Oh, I'm heck yeah. To play this game. This week's title is The Taking of Pelham 123. That title again, The Taking of Pelham 123. The taking. The taking. Um, God took, y'all. I believe that The Taking of Pelham 123 is about a children's television series called Pelham, Pelham 123. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's like a bunch of characters on there and there's like a bunch of toy trains and that's kind of the main focus of the television series. Until um, two desperate men break into the studio and hold the entire crew hostage. It's a small crew. There's only like five of them. And they have essentially taken over the television program. And then it's all 
um, being aired also. They can't figure out how to turn it off. And the cast just let it play. Mm-hmm. And they eventually, like, find common ground, and they talk them out of it, and they all emerge as friends. Okay, wow. Thank wow. you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Sanj? So I think... This is very original. I think Pelham 123 is the name of a train. <laughs> or, like, maybe a route, a specific route. No, I think it's a specific train. And... Um, this is this movie kind of like weaves in and out of the past and the present Mm -hmm. so it shows like the very first time this train was run and like the various people who took it and then um, moves forward into the future and then in the present day I also think it involves a hijacking and Mm -hmm. so it's like a play on taking because it's like all the people who've been taking the plane Mm -hmm. Uh, nope the train. <laughs> no, 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 oh, no. Not planes. Um, and it's like then, if these walls could talk, but for trains. Exactly. And then in the modern day, Pelham One Two Three is like in crisis, and so it's like, and then and then I think the conductors rise up, and it's the taking back of Pelham One Two Three. You're in a crisis. Well, wow. I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, a retired conductor it's played saying. by. George Carlin. (laughs) (laughs) And he comes back. He comes out of retirement to take back Pelham 123. Okay, wow. Thank you, guys. Take back the train. You're welcome. Uh, Thank you both very much. Um, This has never happened before. What? uh, Uh, I'm going to have to do a half point each. (gasps) Really? It's been so long. (laughs) We got a point. We're so parched. It's been 84 years. I, I have officially awarded one full point. And you each get half, half of, of it. it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Like in Mean Girls when she breaks up the crown. Yeah. There we go. Uh, that's that's what why. I was thinking about. I don't about. know why. Yeah, that's why I was. Um, once again, as was last week, uh, this film was made in 1974 and then again in 2006. To, sorry, 2009. Um, is oh. essentially the same plot in the newer one. John Travolta's there and who's his co-star? Denzel, um, and oh. there's some more like stock markety stuff, and yeah. Tony Scott directed it, but you know whatever. Um, it's essentially, I, I'm going to try and sum up both movies at the same time. Um, it's essentially uh, these guys take a train in New York hostage uh, with all of the people on board, and then um, the the film is about them interacting with the guy in the office over the radio. And it's sort of this, like, thriller thing with, the you know, they've got all these secret plans and all these bad things happen and they're sort of figuring things out. Um, the old one from 74, is it starring? Well, it stars Walter Matthau in a serious role. And uh, what? it's kind of unbelievable a little bit, but it's pretty good. Like, just because it's him, it's hard to, like... Walter? Not- yes. <laughs> Walter? Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, like, yelling at... Uh, What's his name? Robert Shaw over the radio. Like, it's just this crazy kind of movie. But um, it is sort of this what's going to happen next the whole time. You don't know. You're confused. And then uh, both of them both of them have pretty decent endings. I'm not going to spoil it. The 1974 one has, like, a very, like, old-timey uh, sneezes involved. But um, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Excuse you? Yes, that's the... Um, that's Walter Matthau's line. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, you guys, 
Thank you for playing the game. Thank you. And, and thank you for awarding us for us just what, saying what a hostage. crazy, crazy day. God. Yeah, it has been. Um, you guys, the game is lovingly brought to everyone by the RPL Film Theater and, Ooh. in turn, those points as well. Oh, those points. <gasps> thank you for those points. You guys, this Friday at 7 o'clock at the RPL, Revenge of the Electric Car by Chris Payne is playing... It's the follow-up. Automobiles is next week. What's oh, that? They didn't I get said the automobiles memo. is our theme next week. Oh, that's true. Oh so man. Well, we could t- we could that be a thing to watch though. A tease. Um, anyway, it's a follow-up to Who Killed the Electric Car. Both documentaries about electric cars in the modern world and things that have happened to them. Um, I have seen the first one. It's pretty dynamite. I might check out the second because uh, it sounds pretty good. Also, this Saturday, Stories and Films at 11 a.m. featuring The Big Bad Bubble, How to Catch an Elf, Behold the Beautiful Dung Beetle, Benny Goodman and Teddy Wilson, that actually seems pretty interesting, and The Christmas Crumb. And don't forget that uh, all of these titles are streamable through the RPL or Canopy or any other of the services that they have. I got to get some eyes on the Christmas crowd. Yeah, that uh, one really tickled Sean. Honestly, all of them sound pretty good. Yeah. And I might watch them all. But um, thanks, RPL, for supporting this uh, crazy game that I, we came up with that one time and have done for four years. Thank you, um, Mother RPL. <laughs> Thank you, Mother. Thank you, Mother. <laughs> um, we're, we're talking about trains and movies with, about trains and things that we watched this week. Have you guys seen Trading Places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Yeah, Eckert? I mm. forgot that there's a train it's, in It's that. not a train movie. Like, it's, it's, it's not a... But well, as we said, they're hard to come by. <laughs> so, so there you go. Um, but it does have this really great, mm-hmm. you know, heist train scene at the end where I believe it's Jim Belushi is in a gorilla suit. Yeah. And there's also a real gorilla, and there's a lot of switcheroos going on with some stock information. And uh, I rewatched it this week, and I just love how... I I think heist movies are good, but you can only do it for so long. Mm-hmm. So if you just tack that on to, like, an hour comedy movie, that really You're is... You're good. You filled in your yeah, hour. Yeah, I agree. That, works, that really works for me. And... Um, yeah, it's just this like fun, crazy Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, is in it, mm. and it is just this wild, wild ride, and I enjoy it every single time, and I just love how I love seeing old white men in peril. Oh like, my I god, think that's just the best part. Like, uh, Jeremy, I've never agreed with something you said more. <laughs> Honestly, that really spoke to my heart. I'm you touched. Know. And yeah, it's just these horrible, horrible men. Anyway. Yeah, it's, tr- it's it's a good one. It is good. Um, you guys, what's your favorite train movie? Do you have one favorite? Is it one? Is it one we already talked about? Oh, I know. Um, train to Busan is probably oh, the best one that I've ever seen. Nice. Uh, I about that. I yeah. luckily watched that before the pandemic. Yeah, no doubt. It's a zombie, mo- a Korean zombie movie mm-hmm. that takes place on a train, and it's gross. And it is gross as zombie movies are wont to and be. And they're fast. Yeah, they're really scary, scary zombies. Yeah, but it's a really good movie. Nice. So that's probably mine. Nice, Sean. What about you? Mm, probably um, some like it hot. There's <laughs> in a very extended train sequence where all of the orchestra ladies are in a. You know, in their sleeper berths, going to their next gig, except two of them. Oh, they're not ladies. <laughs> they're actually men. Hilarious. <laughs> and things <timeless> get sexy. <laughs> yeah, it, but it is really fun, and I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and we- there's a part where um, there's a tickle fight, and Jack Lemon is frightened that someone's going to discover his the, his secret, and so he pulls the emergency brake, <laughs> and just like piles of women fly out of the out of the beds. <laughs> and yeah, even though that's not how directions work, because they would fly probably forward and not sideways. But mm. either way, oh yeah, it's turbulence, it's great. man. That's turbulence. Yeah, it's not turbulence. That's not what trains land, do. Land turbulence. Um, my well, my favorite train movie I think is the Darjeeling Limited. But mm. since you already talked about it, I can go to my number two pick, which is a thing we have to talk about, which is Snowpiercer. Oh yeah. Where the whole world is the train, and the further back you are, the poorer you are, and the further forward, the richer you are. Um, Unless you're at the very front. True. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I still haven't Spoiler seen alert. it. Oh, man. It's, it's a watch. You can it's... watch the um, film or you could watch the series. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Although I th- the film is better. Yeah. Do they do they overlap? Like, is it like, what's the order it, to watch them in? Uh, they're like. Mm, Are they versions of the same thing? They're like different. They're versions of the same thing. Yeah. Okay. The Actually, the series I appreciate because. Jennifer Connelly is sort of the mastermind of the mm. of the train, mm-hmm. um, pretending that she is not the mastermind of the train, mm-hmm. um, and she is sort of disguising the fact that there's not someone in charge; that she's the only one in charge. She keeps being like, "Oh, the conductor like wants to talk to you on the phone or whatever," but it's just her, and then it's just her being like, "Yeah," and oh, her being so like, "Oh God, I have this entire like community of people under my." control and i don't know what to do um but then i haven't watched the sec- second season so who knows what goes on oh interesting but um i like the movie because it is very unrealistic obviously mm-hmm. like impossible for yeah. this train to do the things it does yeah no it makes almost no sense <laughs> and they're like like tilda's like the gas from the cows like the manure f- builds the plants and we eat the plants like it's all like this sort of renewable like biome but mm-hmm. impossible there's no way no but it is kind of interesting and i i love the way they build the world in it because you find out as they advance up the train in this revolt and uh it is just sort of this like you, you know you find out the things that they've done to survive and like keep going and pull all this stuff off and it just kind of doesn't seem worth it <laughs> and you know at the end spoiler alert they're able to get off the train but uh, i kind of wanted it to not be you know like oh you made it to the front this is your job now you know like like that sort of yeah. figure it out you know but uh i guess they needed to shred more sh- some more hope i guess in there but whatever and bong joon ho made that right yep. yeah. yeah yeah i gotta watch it yeah it's super good super it's gonna make you feel uncomfortable in the best way. Great. Well, the way only movies can. You guys, what's your least favorite train movie? Okay. I have to, in advance of saying this, mm-hmm. say an apology to my friend Amy, who loves this movie so much. Amy, Sorry, Amy. you're a freak. <laughs> Amy, you're a Polar freak. Polar Express. That's mine too! It's nightmares. It is. It's, it's bizarre. Sh- it's the, like, if you the needed faces. to, if you need to, needed to teach someone about the uncanny... You just show them that yeah. and go, how you're feeling right now, that's the uncanny. <clears throat> the uncanny valley. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Like just too many, like, and listen, well-documented, 
we love Tom Hanks on this mm-hmm. show. Oh, we've done an entire yeah. month. I w- you tell me it's an animated Christmas train movie where Tom Hanks plays most of the characters. I would be in. Yep. And then I would see their freaky humanish. <laughs> but not quite human faces, and I would say, no, thank yes. you, and I would run away. Yeah. But also just the content of that movie yeah, and is it's, unsettling. Yeah. What even and is then the also plot? Boring. Where are these kids in their nightgowns going? I forget. To see Santa. And how did, how did they get on this train? Just through the magic of childhood. <laughs> the magic of Tom Hanks abducting them. Yeah. Basically, you'll probably do better never finding out, but uh, I can't believe we had the same one. That's great. I don't know that we've ever had the same answer. I think some stuff has come yeah, up. Sean, what's your least favorite Synergy for you, too. Well, um, I watched one this week called Throw Mama from the Train, mm-hmm. and it's not my least favorite mm-hmm. film, but it is not... Like, a train doesn't enter the film until about 18 minutes from the end. Yeah. Sonia and I both watched it this week. Yeah, Sonia did not warn me that this I told Sonia that I was watching it, and she mistakenly heard, this is a great movie about trains, and it's actually not. It's actually a, um, it's a very bleak portrait yeah. of um, an author. It's It really lampoons writing writers in a way that I did not expect about their ego and their process mm-hmm. and just the sort of futility of being a writer. Um, Billy Crystal plays a, a writer where his ex-wife, Kate Mulgrew, who is amazing, steals his book and pawns it as her own and on Oprah. And so then he is like very angry. And he teaches adults how to write. Like, he teaches a creative writing class. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the way you said that. <laughs> well, because everyone was much older than I expected. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't <laughs> and your much more pervy, class. much more pervy people. Yeah. And including Danny DeVito, who is <laughs> Danny DeVito is in sort of a prequel of Psycho with his mom. His mom mm-hmm. is very overbearing, very violent slaps him <laughs> makes him do so all sorts of things and he has various imaginations of murdering her like and he almost he puts poison in her coffee and then slaps the coffee out of her hand like he gets so close so often and this man is really in a his not in a great headspace <laughs> and billy crystal as his writing teacher <laughs> knows a lot of these things and does not tell anyone. And for that, he is culpable. Mm. Um, and anyway, he says a passing remark to Danny DeVito that makes him think that he wants to do a Strangers on a Train agreement where I kill... Crisscross. <laughs> crisscross. Where I kill your ex-wife that you hate and you kill my mother. Mm-hmm. And then we just call it even. And Billy Crystal is very surprised to find out about this <laughs> because <laughs> Danny DeVito also just kills his wife uh quickly without finalizing the agreement um but actually like spoiler alert she she ends up being fine Mm -hmm. he just shoves her off a boat but she survives yeah um because i don't want you to think that he did but you do see like several like at least four very graphic violent murders of women in this film but they all happen to be like oh i just imagined it (laughs) Yeah, this this film, I don't know. There were things I liked about it. Like, it was so unhinged, almost to the point of absurdity, that there were times I enjoyed that. Yes, but the, there was a part the misogyny where when they get, they're like when they get in the train, in the car, and then all the brakes just don't work for no reason at all. Just 
to be funny. And just because. Just because. Um, yeah, I mean, Billy Crystal's so good at being angry, angry guy. Yes. Gifted for that role. But he just, the thing that... He's not a good character. Yeah, he... I don't know. And then you like kind of like Danny DeVito, but then you're like, okay, no, you're really scary. Like you're really trying to kill your mom. <laughs> and then spoiler alert, at the end, everything works out. There are no consequences Barely, for only because, um, so at the end you find out that Billy Crystal, he's like written a book about their experience and he's like feeling happy, excited. Danny DeVito comes over and he's like, I also wrote a book about our experiences and Billy Crystal is... Immediately so enraged that he starts strangling him because he thinks that he is going to get scooped again for his story. But it turns out to be a child's book. And so then Billy Crystal is fine with it. <laughs> a really wholesome pop-up book about their adventures. And then they become together. best friends. And then it ends with them on a beach together with Billy Crystal's girlfriend, who, by the way, bad taste in men. Why would she be with him? After she um, doesn't know. Th- no, she, no, she, she, she knows some stuff. She does know. Um, and then it just is like, Oh, isn't it nice? It's a happy ending. And you're like, <laughs> like for as long as Danny DeVito doesn't compete with you <laughs> right. ever again or you'll kill him. Or no woman ever upsets either of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this, this is a Danny DeVito thing though. Yeah. But and like, Danny DeVito directed it. Yes, but he's done this in other movies. And he does they always involve murder, usually. Um mm. have you guys seen Duplex? No. It's crazy. It's really good. I like it a lot. But you know, you know does he just make these movies just about horrible people? And I think the answer is yes. Someone check on his little wife. <laughs> What's her name? taller than him. I was just... Like, Rita... It's like Rube Goldberg. Rita... Rita Perlman? Yeah. Rhea, Rhea, someone, check, Rhea Perlman, yeah. someone check on Rhea. She's, she's fine. I think she's, she's I think she's the alpha. <laughs> I also get that vibe. Yeah, but that's the... Are we just being heightest? Maybe. 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 Anyway, so yeah, I watched that this week, and it was outrageous. Yeah. Mm, well, thank you. Uh, before we move into what you're watching, does anyone have any last train thoughts before we never talk about it ever again? I feel like we just have to give a quick shout-out to Shining Time Station and mm-hmm. Thomas the true. Tank Engine in general. Yes. It's quality TV. Yeah. I really like the thing that spins the trains. Yeah. That was when I was little. Like That was the thing to see. The thing that spins the trains. Yeah. Oh, man. Look at that thing rotate because it can't turn itself. <laughs> don't know why I found it so appealing, but it did. God. That's, that's, an, that's <laughs> a glimpse into your psyche. There it is. Um, I also watched Meet Me in St. Louis from 1944 because mm-hmm. I thought there was a train thing because mm-hmm. everything. Trolley. I'm like, zing, zing, zing goes a trolley. Anyway, it's in there for like. It's about the two minutes long. Interesting. <laughs> and everything else, nothing to do with the train. It's just people that are obsessed with living in St. Louis and sing about it constantly. <laughs> like, get over it. I know you live there. Um, directed by Vincent Minnelli, her mm. her soon-to-be husband, which is and very And that weird. turned out great. Great. It gave us Liza. Well, I mean, that is great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah wow thank you okay uh i would just like to f- i don't think this is about trains maybe it is i'm not sure but i always am fascinated by the like subway hideout of lex luther and superman and if you haven't seen it you've got to check it out because it's the best but that's all uh, trains are involved well and the difference between subway and train you know what i mean i mean they are they, the they are trains they're trains. Know, they're they straight trains. up just are underground trains yeah no so I should have really thought about that, maybe. There's probably some Subway movies. Anyway. Mm-hmm. You guys. Subway. What you watching? <laughs> Eat fresh. Um, 
Why did that just happen? Okay, advertising that was a is bad for it's our brain. within you. That was that yeah. was there like was I didn't no want to. Say Jared that. just like popped out of your mouth no. and said that. <laughs> <laughs> The show is not sponsored by Subway. <laughs> Brought to you by the sweet chicken onion teriyaki. <laughs> Are we doing what you're watching? Did you say it? I just asked what you're watching. Okay, sorry. I I was busy blacking out seeing the Subway. Um, okay, I went and saw uh, Wes Anderson's newest film, The French Dispatch of the Liberty, Kansas Even- Evening Sun. I didn't know it was out. It is out. Oh, man. Honestly, Jer. It has everyone in it. I wouldn't waste your time. Really? Yeah. So this is this is his first live action since Grand Budapest Hotel. Hard to to top. Hard to top. Hard to top for sure. And there, okay, there were things about it I quite liked. You know, the the classic Anderson dialogue where someone says a turn of phrase and you're like, wow, that it feels like someone just like hit me over the head with that in the nicest way. Right. Um, and like some really great performances, like all the old standbys are there, mm-hmm. but so basically the way it's structured, it's about, um, a newspaper, uh, well, a newspaper baron's son who convinced his dad that he should move to France, uh, ennui France <laughs> and which is, there's a lot of good That's ennui funny. jokes. Um, and open up a, like an outpost, basically like a. French dispatch of their Kansas newspaper. Mm-hmm. And so it's about that son, played by Bill Murray. Um, he spoiler, Bill Murray plays the son? Well, he, he's like, he was... Like, oh, oh time, okay. time passes. Time passes. He's old like, now. like, plays the dad? And he dies. Spoiler alert. Oh. And so it's about like the last ever edition of the French dispatch. So it's like all of the regular writers have like their columns. And so it's broken up into their various columns. That's kind of cute. It is like conceptually it's cool. I think it just, it, it ended up feeling very disjointed, which I don't mind that. Like, I don't necessarily mind a movie that's a series of, you know, vignettes or whatever. And there isn't like a through line. In fact, sometimes I feel like the through line is too like, kind of smushed in there you know mm-hmm. but this one there just was like nothing i don't know it just felt very like jumping from one thing to the next and also there was so much prison and cop content and i just don't understand how in the year 2021 wes anderson said we can still make this whimsical <laughs> we did it in grand budapest mm-hmm. like it just doesn't work anymore i mean it never did like for many people Anything to do with the police was never whimsical, but like especially now, given our collective consciousness around issues of policing and carceral issues, like it just—I don't know—it tried to be twee and cute with it, and it's not twee and cute. Um, and so I found that very frustrating. Hmm. Yeah, the man is not twee. He's how old is he? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> and also, again, spoiler alert. One of them involves Timothy Chalamet having an affair with Frances McDormand. What? And I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't make a huge age gap like that cool just because it's an older woman and a younger man. Like, I did his, not expect you like to say that. Is he like a child? Like, is he... He's like, tw- like, I feel like he's supposed to be like 20 mm. or 19. No, I think they say in the movie he's like 18 or 19. Mm. So it's just like, 
can we not? Very bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> Did not expect Interesting. that. It look, parts of it looked great. I, I think my favorite is the one about Benicio Del Toro is like a quote-unquote criminally insane man in an asylum slash prison who creates this amazing modern art. Um, I quite liked that one. But mm. again, it's like this isn't <laughs> like a fun – anyway, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Thank sure. you for that dispatch. What are, What have you been watching? Well, I finally watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles <laughs> oh. from 1987 because we're doing an entire series about it, and I had not seen it. So I watched this week. It is pretty great. Kevin Bacon, right in the right at the beginning, that was I was surprising <laughs> to me. Right. I forgot. I'm. I'm. I was gonna watch it next week. In the f- opening like scene is Kevin Bacon like trying to hail a cab, and then he steals it from. From Steve Martin. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's just a guy. Because they live in New York, baby. They're chasing cabs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all need a cab. <laughs> you got um, hail it. You got to hail the cab. You got to uh-huh. hail it. Yeah. Um, Here you call, but there you hail. As a person that has taken a train and an insane long bus ride, it was there were some triggers in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is way more like gay panic than I expected. Mm, yeah. There's somebody like, you got a single bed? Oh, I don't I don't want that. Where's a football game? <laughs> <laughs> and um the uh the car rental interaction is obviously hysterical, yeah. my favorite. And what and the weird for me, the ending when uh Steve Martin finally gets home. He brings his friend, Del Griffiths. And then his wife just, like, floats down the stairs in a very weirdly sensual way. And she's like, hello, Mr. Griffiths. And I was like, what is happening that here? That always confused me. Why? Like, sh- how does she even know? Like, why is she so weird? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It was it's just how she it's is. so weird. She was a, it was a very bizarre ending. Like, that's how it ended. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. she's finally here. Of, like, this woman that we don't even, like, we've heard talk on the phone, like, once. Anyway, very bizarre. But very fun. Interesting. Well, that's all the time we have. I'd like to give a shout-out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna, and to my co-hosts, Sonia and Sean. Everyone here at CJTR and to our listeners. I can read you guys. It's fine. Spoiler Alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at Spoiler Alert YQR and Instagram at Spoiler Alert CJTR. My Electric is coming up next. Bye. Bye.